0: Welcome to Tony's Take Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode one hundred and sixty-six. I'm Sean, and joined with me in studio Tony Katz.
1: Yes, hello, hello, hello.
0: And uh, here in spirit, but not here, actually, is off-road Andy. Uh, yeah, I'm from my own home again, and it's going. It's going well. Woo. We well, did hear yeah, you, you had the to wet bandits uh, in the house, but good yeah. thing you were home to fight them off. I, it's scary times out there for that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's They're getting to you when you least expect it. Well, I hear crime is actually down, so I don't think it's... Yeah, like, hey, everyone's home. You know it would be really wild? though. to rob a home right Yeah, there. I do think the wet bandits would be the dumb criminals to rob a house right now.
1: That is interesting, but it also does make sense that crime would be uh, down right now. because but it's I remember like,
2: Pesci, he knew that everyone was going on vacation and that's why they hit that neighborhood. I don't think anyone's because going because on vacation all, right now. They're all rich people going on
0: Christmas break. Yeah, while well, everyone's going on house break. Uh, but I don't know how we got on that tangent. This is uh, our sports pod. Make sh- Thank you for uh, tuning in, and make sure you hit that subscribe button and share with a friend from afar. Don't share mm-hmm. in person with anyone anymore because uh, that's over. Uh, but, yeah, we uh, we have a lot to get into today, and uh, if you tuned in last week, you'll kind of know what we're going to get into this week. Uh, last week we did our favorite NBA players of our time and uh, we're going to do the same thing with MLB players today Uh, but before we get to that we uh, do have a little bit of sports to talk about Um, Andy you want to take it away
2: yeah so uh there's no games going on um but there is still some off-season news in the NFL they are they had their big free agency thing like right as all this stuff happened uh well now the draft is uh, upon us it is uh think 10 days away next thursday will be the uh the first round so we have that to look forward to something that'll take our minds off that and um you know give us hope that we'll actually see these people play in games in september Uh, we still don't know if that will happen but you know we want to see joe burrow out there hopefully starting for the cincinnati Bengals. i think that's a the most likely scenario he's going to go number one there but there's still just a a lot of questions with uh the, you know how the rest rest of the draft is going to go. Chase Young is probably the best prospect overall. Um but will the Redskins, you know, take a chance on another quarterback after drafting a guy last year in the first round? It's, there's still a lot of questions to be uh, answered. So.
1: so in my opinion, I I honestly think that the Redskins should take note of kind of how the 49ers were this past season and go with Chase Young honestly because I mean look, the Niners went and got Nick Bosa and he was a huge pickup for them probably the best pick of the draft and ended up uh you know they ended up getting to the Super Bowl ended up falling a few points short but it you know some of those defensive guys really can make a a big difference quick so i mean i think it would be good to have him in the future because i mean if you're the Redskins you're not winning the division this year no matter who you pick and you're not going anywhere right now but it's like it'd be good to have a guy like chase young and then maybe you get a quarterback in next year's draft or you trade for one or something or whatnot, but if I was the Redskins, I would definitely go after Chase Young.
2: Yeah, I think the uh, the counterpoint is um, if you don't believe in any of the quarterbacks on the roster, you always need to you know take care of that position. The 49ers had that position locked up. Um, the reason they were picking number two last year is because that quarterback got hurt and missed most of the year, which uh, you know is kind of a blessing in disguise for that team. Uh, but yeah. it is similar in that the number one player is probably going to be a quarterback, but the best player in the draft is the pass rusher, and you know the team picking number two is probably going to get the uh, the better player overall. Although I like Burrow a heck of a lot more than I like Kyler Murray. Oh yeah, no. If, I, if, if the
1: Redskins have the number one pick, I'd be all about them getting Burrow. But in their in their situation, I think they should go Chase Young. And one of the little draft things I'm looking at does have Chase Young predicted to go number two to the Redskins. But uh, about with uh, the other quarterbacks though in that draft, it looks like uh, this has predicted for Tua to go five to Miami, and then. Herbert to go number six to your L.A. Chargers. What do you uh, think about that?
2: Um, right now, I've seen a lot of uh, yeah different scenarios playing out. Um, one that you know the uh, the lines will trade out out of the number three and pit uh, teams against each other to try to get Tua because he's the better prospect. But right now, no one really knows if that's how all the GMs are thinking. It's just all speculation. The GMs haven't got to see the medical, you know, records and they haven't got to see Tua up close because that's illegal right now. Yeah. So will a team really want to trade up to grab him rather than just see how it falls? Um, As a fan, I'd like to just see how it goes. And it's like whichever one is available, that's who you should grab. I I like them both. Um, But I think there's a lot of people who think, oh, it's not even close. Tua, Tua would be the number one pick if he didn't get hurt. And while Herbert's nice, he's just another guy that would be a first round pick in any other draft. Yeah. So, but then there's the all the other bunch of offensive tackles that are rated highly. No one really knows. Yeah, who, I see. Uh, everyone's favorite
1: Tristan Wirfs is predicted yeah. four to the Giants, and then you've there's also Thomas got the, Wills. Um, yeah. Yeah. And Andrew then-
2: Thomas from Georgia is a big time prospect. Um, and then there's Isaiah Simmons who might be the bet, the second best player in this draft, another defensive player out of Clemson.
1: Yeah. He's predicted to go to the Panthers and the Panthers have always done pretty well with linebackers. And let's not forget that. Uh, they need a seemed, replacement. Exactly. seems like it was many months ago, but uh, when Luke keekley announced his retirement this offseason, season, but uh, everything just seems like it's all in some giant time warp right now, that stuff that doesn't exist with things that happened anytime before like January.
2: Yeah. Well, the nice thing is, is the NFL just is, is its own thing. It's, you know it's like what like 14 weeks of games but it still dominates you know the world for the whole year and even among this it's it's still doing well so uh it just it's its own thing uh the other really exciting position i think in this draft is wide receiver where you got the the Alabama yeah. guys Henry Ruggs who ran like a 428 or something crazy in the in the 40 yeah so you've
1: got a uh, Jerry Judy's predicted to be the first receiver at 11th to the New York Jets. And I know that would, uh you know, give the Jets a little bit of excitement there on offense. And then CD Lamb's predicted to go 12 to the, it's weird seeing it, the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. And then uh, your guy right here, like you just mentioned, Ruggs predicted 13th from this thing to the 49ers who get this pick from Indianapolis. So, I mean, 49ers who just were in the Super Bowl find themselves with the 13th overall pick. I mean, if they were to get a, a receiving playmaker, I think that would be. Good for them, you know. I think that was where uh, obviously their defense was well. I know they lost a couple people, but I think giving a, a Garoppolo a a good young weapon could be beneficial for them because I think with their receivers is kind of where they wasn't as strong as most teams. They're and they little, did
2: lose, um Sanders.
1: Yeah, where did he go again? At uh, the Saints. Ooh, that'll be nice for him. He'll have himself a nice year over there. Yeah, it should be a. Should be a, you know, fun draft. I mean, I think seeing the NFL draft will at least give some people hope to see something that's sports related again for the first time in a while. I mean, who knows when we're going to get sports back. And then when we do get sports back, who really knows when we're going to be able to physically attend a game. But that's for another discussion. Yeah, I mean,
2: I'm interested in the uh, the broadcast, how that's going to go. They're yeah. Set up, uh, Goodell said he still wants to announce the picks. So his, yeah. he's going to be out of his living room and,
1: and he's going to hug himself or something. I don't really know how it's going to go. <laughs> yeah. I kind of feel for, uh, I mean, I've, I feel for the players a little bit in this draft because obviously that's such a great moment. You know, you always see it posted whenever they show like one of those first rounders get picked and he gets to go up there, shakes the commissioner's hand, has the puts on the hat, holds the Jersey and it's just a cool moment. But at the end of the day, any of these guys that are getting picked in the first round are about to have themselves a little payday. So, I guess I don't feel too bad, yeah. But just yeah. for the the moment, though, because you know, you a lot of these kids obviously they they've worked their whole lives for this moment, so to be able to be able to get there on stage, but it's unfortunate that it is under circum- different circumstances. But I mean, hey, it's the same thing for all those seniors out there that they're graduating. Will be a little different this year.
2: Yeah. The the other thing in the draft that I like is when when the players aren't there, but they have the uh, the live feed at their house. So we're not going to see that either. We'll see the probably the live feed at their house maybe. But we're not going to see the big parties that they're hosting. That's always neat to see. like, And like there's always the hug from the girlfriend and the mom. And it's like, oh, yeah, what a nice moment. But we're not going to get that either. No, no hugging. It's just not allowed. Well,
1: I mean, should we... I uh, guess we'll get on to our uh, little activity for this podcast, which is uh, similar to last week's. Last week's we did our favorite NBA players per franchise. And this week we're going to do... Our favorite baseball one, which uh, Sean pointed out earlier, he doesn't. Yeah. Basketball's his sport; like he doesn't. Baseball and football aren't really. I won't
2: have a lot to say. You know. You know what I want to do here is let him go first and see if he can actually get a
0: player for every team.
1: Oh, that's actually not bad. I mean, all I would do tough.
0: is just Google best players. No, oh, no, 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 no. I no, think Peter, he's telling you no.
1: Me. Google just off the top oh, of your head. I you guarantee can name you, it you it I part. wouldn't
0: know any of them off of short of the Angels. I think you could get more than you think, but I don't know. It's a good test. I don't think so. If you fail right away, then... then we could try it. We good. could try it. I uh, mean, I was even doing that with the basketball, but m- mostly just to make sure I wasn't forgetting anybody.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's hard. You're like, oh, shit, I forgot that guy even existed. So, And baseball might be harder. I think baseball players move around.
1: Yeah. Baseball, I kind of just did whatever I kind of felt like. I And again, like this is the same thing with last week with me. It's like a lot of these players are kind of based off of when I was a kid playing video games and just remembered maybe playing with one of these guys like in 2002 or something and just enjoyed playing with them or stuff like that because it is hard to think really to like who your favorite player is. And again, your favorite player doesn't have to be somebody that was really good. I mean, it's your favorite player. People have favorite players all the time that are just kind of whatever guys that were just kind of fun guys to watch or whatnot. But uh, Andy, I'll let you – I know you like to go by division, so I'll let you start us into this.
2: I always love to start – East, you go east to west, save the best for last. Um, so starting with the American League East, the Baltimore Orioles. Now, Sean, do you have a player from Baltimore? No. Oh, goddamn idea, really? There's a guy who's I'd say pretty iconic, only yeah. ever played there, Chi Chi Rodriguez. Ooh, <laughs> close, close. I I don't mean, know. he has Junior in his name, Cuba. Good, he yeah. probably does vitamin commercials some, or
1: some sort of hair we... loss. No, abbreviation for the or kind of the abbreviation for the state we live in is his first name. Cal Ripken. Yeah, there you go.
0: Okay, very good. Look at me.
1: Well, who's yep. your favorite Oriole player, Andy?
0: I'm gonna go with Mike Musina.
1: Ooh, I forgot about the. He was. What's he called? The Moose. Yeah, the original he, uh, Moose.
2: He had good success with the Yankees the second half of his career, but he was definitely more dominant as an Oriole in the '90s and was kind of like. The only thing they had uh, pitching wise. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to just go with Cal Ripken just because I remember he, when you think of the Baltimore Orioles, I think that's just who you think of, at least for our generation. I know a lot of people like I believe was Brooks Robinson on the Orioles.
2: Yeah, I think that was when they won the World Series in the 60s. So.
1: You know, but it's like with us, it's like when you think of Baltimore Orioles, you just for our generation, you just think of Cal Ripken. So I'm going to stick with that. Go with uh, Cal Ripken Jr. for that one.
2: All right. Uh, next up, the Boston Red Sox, which there's a lot of guys to pick from from this team. Yeah.
0: Uh, was – uh? no, Mark McGuire wasn't on that team.
1: No, he was not. He was on another red team, but not Yeah, he one. was on
0: the Braves, right?
1: Close. Another red team.
0: <laughs> the Twins. Uh, <laughs> Most yeah. teams are red. <laughs>
1: We'll, we'll get there when we get okay.
0: there. <laughs> It'll ring a bell. Um, fuck, man. I don't know. Who is the guy that was uh, just like shot in the head or whatever in Venezuela? Yep, that's him. Yeah.
1: What's his name? Shit, I'm even pulling a blink on that. Big Poppy. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I think I just saw him on, and it's actually a news story we're going to get to uh, on our entertainment pod, but I think he was the guy that was just on uh, John Krasinski's good news network or whatever the hell it's called. That would, that I would make it. sense
1: because yeah. Krasinski from Boston.
0: Well, yeah. He, and uh reason that they did it. And again, we'll mention this in the entertainment pod, but here we are. Uh, the Red Sox donated four seats to the nurses and doctors at Ooh. one of the hospitals in Boston for life.
1: Oh, very nice. So they've Probably brought in a you.
0: handful of nurses and doctors working on these COVID people to, you know, hang out well, on I'll, the field for a little bit. They took a job there too, which was cool. Boston treats their fans right I think. You know, Boston
1: I think the East Coast really does. Neil Diamond I think fans. is at the grocery store just singing right now. I'm pretty
0: sure.
2: Well, even even when they seem like they're doing something wrong, they make like a brilliant deal like trade their best player um because he's a free agent the following year and they knew the baseball season wouldn't happen. Just a brilliant trade. Yeah. Really uh, upsets me as a Dodgers fan. <laughs> we got Mookie Betts for a year that doesn't exist.
1: It'll happen. It'll just be a half year, Andy. If anything, this might be better because if it ends up being just a half season, Mookie Betts is going to be full force.
2: Yeah. Well, I hope so. Uh,
1: Anyway, who's your favorite, Andy? Nomar. Nomar. It has
2: to be Nomar, Southern California kid.
1: Yeah, I always like Nomar's right there. But for me, it's just when I think of Boston, I just think of Pedro Martinez. Yeah, it's a great pick. Like him, just being just not afraid of anybody. Just you know, throws down a seventy-five-year-old man (laughs) when he threw down a the guy from the Yankees, the third bench coach or whatever he was. So yeah, I got to go with him. All right. All right. Next team, the Yankees. Ooh,
2: I guess a rod.
1: All right. That'll work. What's what say you Andy?
2: Well, this is hard because it's the Yankees. Yeah. Um, I'm really struggling. I think he's a current player that I still respect. Uh, Brett Gardner, Ooh, okay. it's like they just hung around and just been like good for a while. So, he's just uh, you like, just one of those guys who runs hard.
1: My, mine's nice. going to be really random. And I don't, but again, I think it's because with, with the Yankees, it's like so many people have come and gone from them. But it's like I think back to those late 90s teams, which is kind of what I know. And for whatever reason, the one player that I kind of always enjoyed watching was Paul O'Neill. Yeah. Ooh. Seinfeld. Exactly. And he's been in Seinfeld. So it's like that's what, uh, I think another reason why I enjoyed him because it's you like he just, I changed my mind. Yeah, he gives me the, he gives me the nostalgia when I think of Paul O'Neill. Cause I just think of like, you know, late nineties Yankees. I think of being on Seinfeld. I think of playing some like all-star baseball 2000 and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Paul O'Neill plus Paul O'Neill. I believe it actually announces now for the Yankees or at least, at least some broadcast I watched last year. He was so.
2: I was going to say, I think he like ran for Congress or something. Yeah. He's
1: still, still an involved person.
2: Um, All right, next team. I got lost. Change tabs. Uh, Toronto Blue Jays. So,
0: yeah, no goddamn idea.
2: (laughs) You want me to go then? Yeah, go for it. Drake? Going with Joey Bats.
0: Yep, I went
1: the same way. Joey Bautista, or uh, Jose Bautista. (laughs) Right? Yep. Yep. I Just
2: came out of nowhere, super fun, hit 50 homers a year for about, like, five years, and then... Yeah, he Went away. A- he's coming back though. As a pitcher, did you see that story?
1: I did not. He Is that says true? he can
2: throw ninety. Yeah, he says oh, he can wow. throw ninety. Played played right field for a number of years. So, yeah. I'm sure he's got an arm.
1: Yeah, actually, it's funny you say that because I just watched a uh, thing on YouTube today of some. I've been really bored on my days off here, and I watched a video on YouTube today of this YouTuber who uh, played his buddy in MLB the Show and. The way they did it was that he had all pitchers in the field and hitting, and then the guy had his buddy had all catchers, so they got the advantage of the fact that they got to hit off a catcher. But yeah, anyway, uh, the all That's pitchers team ended up winning. But uh, the thing, the reason I bring that up is because he hosed like he had like three outfield assists in that game, and like two of them by like David Price. <laughs> it's just it's funny to think about like you know that the pitchers do have good arms, so I mean they could probably chuck it pretty good or at least yeah. fast, but, but yeah, Joey bats there. I, you know, I was in, that was a gr- fun time for Toronto Blue Jays baseball, which was just, you know, about four, like about five, six years ago, which is crazy to think already. But when they did have the back to back of Bautista and Incarnacion, the, uh, the brawl against the Rangers uh, classic yeah. moment, you know, I like, I actually just saw that the other day too, when they, uh, Odor hit him in the face. And then I think Toronto's ended up beating them again in that, uh, That year in the playoffs. And I remember someone had that famous sign that said, I'd rather get hit in April than knocked out in October or something like that, (laughs) or punched in April than knocked out in October. Because anybody who hasn't, who's listening that hasn't seen that video, YouTube, Odor and Bautista fight, he clocked him. (laughs) I mean, you see, you can watch entire boxing fights or UFC fights and not see a punch as well executed as that. And Bautista took it like a champ. I don't think it knocked him down. I mean, it definitely, phased him but didn't knock him down but anyway all right
2: next team tampa bay rays sean <laughs> uh, yeah
0: i don't know uh what about what yeah, say you Andy? been around
2: for that long um you know i've so the guy i'm gonna say is carl crawford okay but i have to say i also loved rocco baldelli because it was a cool name that is a good name rocco
1: my uh
2: manager of the twins right
1: yeah he is actually my uh the one I like is he was I loved him like eight years ago when he was in his prime there, but like Evan Longoria, I think it was actually like ten years ago. It was like 2010, and also he's a local guy. Yeah, he's a Long Beach guy. Yeah, he yeah. went to Long Beach. Just awesome hitter. And if I remember correctly, at Elmo, uh, our one of the teachers there, I want to say it was like our one of our attendance ladies or someone. It was her. Uh, he was her uh, nephew or something yeah. like that. So yeah, I remember there was like some roots there, but I just always enjoyed watching him. He had a they had a good run there too, where he, him and uh, Carlos Peña were hitting back to back. You know, Carlos Peña, yeah. one of those big hitters that could hit 45 home runs in a season, but bat you like 267.
2: Oh, it 220.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I was being nice. I feel like that year with the rays, he must have batted at least two sixties, two seventies, because they were they were solid. But all right. Where are we moving on next? Are we Are going to NLEs or are we going to the Central?
2: We're going, uh, sticking with the AL. Okay. Run through the AL. So AL Central, Chicago White Sox. Uh, I have to go with the Big Hurt. I mean, less yeah. because of his playing career, but more because of his uh, TV pitchman career, selling those supplements. Just love it.
1: Yeah. Some uh, of my favorite
2: commercials. What about Michael Jordan? He okay. counts, right? He well, played minor for Birmingham Barons, right? That was yeah. what it was called. That counts. <laughs> I'm
0: counting uh, it.
1: I'm with mine, Andy, It's similar, you know, one of Thomas's teammates, but I, I'm going Paul Canerco. Yeah, I liked, uh, well. was just a nice bat and whatnot. And it was just, that was the White Sox team was pretty fun. Like, especially when you played video games with them, it's like you had Frank Thomas, you had Paul Konerko, Maglio. Maglio Orgonias. I think Carlos Lee was there for a bit. Like yeah. they had a fun, like they had some power in that middle of that lineup. But I think one of the things that plagued that team was other than the Cleveland Indians, I think at the time was, uh, just not pitching, no pitching then. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, whenever um, I think of their pitching, all I think of is like, wasn't like Steve Koch, their closer or something like that, or
2: well, I was going to say, Bobby, Bobby, Jenks, Bobby Jenks. Jenks. Yeah. I don't that know. was a, he was a lot of fun. Just a fat guy. Lasted <laughs> for like three years.
1: Yeah. I mean, he reached his, uh, they can't all be Bartolo alone. <laughs> no. All right. Wolf.
0: What do we got next? Uh, Cleveland Indians. So Any
1: Johnny guesses of their guy? show?
0: Uh, I know someone from that. Well, I think Brandon Barnes played on that team, right? I think so. I, AM on
2: like I think he has more career games with the Rockies than any team. So He's yeah,
0: exactly there for, for Houston
1: Rockies. for a bit, too, I think. Who? He was on Houston for a bit, too, I believe. Yeah.
0: I uh, yeah. I went to go – or not there. I went to see him at a, a Denver game, and he actually had a fever that game, so I missed him. Stunk. Um, I don't remember if I know anyone on that team or not. I think I do. Was that Mark McGuire?
1: No, not quite yet. He just keep saying that every time
0: we <laughs> will get there. <laughs> I don't know then.
1: So really quick with Brandon Barnes, the most games he played in one year was 2013 with Houston, 136, and then the next year with Colorado, 132. But overall, yes, he did play the most games with Colorado. He played 132 games, 106, and then 48 in his three years there. And then, yes, he was on Cleveland in 2018 for 19 games.
0: I think he's still on their uh – uh, lower farm league uh, team right yeah, now.
1: He, yeah, he is still in a... He's AAA somewhere, but yeah, it looks like for Cleveland. Or no, uh, Cincinnati Reds organization. Oh,
0: shit, that's right. Yeah, he just signed with them.
1: Yeah, well, hey, the Reds are themselves a nice little team if things get going. But who's yours, Andy? CeCe Sabathia. Ooh, Sabathia.
2: Just, just this run, really. Once oh, yeah. the Yankees. he's on the Yankees, but...
1: Yeah, no, yeah, I definitely... Baseball's, you know, everyone jumps, jumps around, but... My guy has to be Manny Ramirez. I just, that late 90s team, early 2000s when he was just, the fact the guy put up 160 plus RBIs in a season is just crazy to me. You just definitely don't see that anymore.
0: It's also, a. it sounds like a serial killer's name.
1: That's because it's close to Richard Ramirez.
0: Yeah. His brother.
1: Maybe.
2: All right, Andy. All right. The next team is the Detroit Tigers. No, no, this one is hard no for me.
1: Yeah, I ended up going with uh, Miguel Cabrera. I mean, just those seasons he put up there was—it was fun to watch. I mean, he's still there. He's been loyal to them ever since he left from Florida, and he's just—you know—he's won a World Series there. Now he's on a shitty team, and you know they had a—but it was fun. You know, when he won the Triple Crown, and he's had some good runs there.
2: Stole Mike Trout's MVP. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Kenny Rogers. Ooh, who, uh,
1: gambling man.
2: <laughs> not the one who just died, yeah. but he was, uh, you know, left-handed pitcher. He was on that, uh, 2006 team that went to the world series. Just an old guy at that point.
1: He won it. Right. Kind or did of, they lose that year?
2: They lost. I what year did two. they win? They never won. Oh, they didn't. No.
1: Oh, I don't know why I thought they did.
2: They went twice and lost twice. So yeah, they, uh, lost to the Cardinals that year, but, uh, just kind of came out of nowhere that team and he was kind of like he wasn't their ace because they had Verlander but he was their old guy
1: okay oh yeah I don't know why I thought they won there I think it is I was thinking they've just because they've been there twice but a lot of I think you know who I was thinking of was the White Sox won one didn't they
2: yeah they won in 05
1: okay that's what I was thinking of I got that that's the AL Central team I was confused with because during that like stretch between like 2004 and like 2008 I feel like just random teams were clustered in there and I don't even remember who won, who didn't. All right. So we got the final team in that division or no, two more teams in that division. So we got the Royals. Okay. (laughs) Sean, I'll be impressed. (laughs) I mean, the Royals, there's no, there's been no one to talk about for the Royals other than the last couple of years. And even those guys are gone now for the most part. So who's yours, Andy?
2: I'm, I'm trying to pull a guy from that era when they're so bad. Um, who was that like first baseman they had for a long time?
1: So that's who I went with Mike Sweeney.
2: Mike Sweeney. Yeah.
1: I went with Mike Sweeney no, I, because he's just the ultimate Royal. And also when we went to an angel game a couple years ago, he was sitting like two seats, two rows in front of us when it was me, Sean, producer, Luke and producer Luke's dad. Uh, and he was sitting two seats and two rows in front of us with, uh, the guy that
0: played Jesus and passion of the Cleasel. Christ. Yeah. We were just talking about that.
2: Uh, I'll go with Salvador Perez, though he's oh. uh, been there, kind of the only guy left. It seems like from yeah. their glory days, not that long ago.
1: It's he's crazy that they takes, won World
2: Series. He takes his uh, his catching job very seriously, and that's all he's. Always-
1: yeah, that's a bummer. Last year he missed the whole season, but yeah. All right, the final team in that division. Yeah, the Twins. There's some there's some good ones here. Yeah, I, I named. Uh,
2: I think I know what you're gonna pick. Who? Tory,
1: Yep. Very good, Andy. Right. Yeah. I just, I really enjoyed watching him when he was on the twins. I mean, I think one of my favorite moments with him was the all-star game when he robbed Barry Bonds, home run on like a ridiculous catch or whatever. And obviously at the time was when Barry Bonds was, you know, the home run King. And then, you know, that was what I remember with Tory Hunter when he was in his prime with the twins was that guy could just flat out play center field. That guy would leap yeah. over walls and rob home runs and, you know, it's stuff like that that I remember. You know, when I would play with friends or like my dad or uncle, whatever, you'd have them throw balls, and you would always just you, know, you would try to rob them over walls and stuff like that. And it was because of like you know guys like Tori Hunter that just made it look so cool and effortless. Well,
2: I'm gonna go with Johan Santana.
1: Ooh. Yeah, he had a nice run there. All right, moving on, on the to the AL West, AOS, huh?
0: We've got the Los Angeles Angels.
1: I think Sean can name this one. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I could probably uh, come in on this one. Let's do uh, was it Tim Salmon and then was there Jim Edmonds? Obviously, uh, Jim is right, but is it Tim Salmon? Yeah. Can I do both? Yeah, sure.
1: They had some Fun fun teams there. I mean, there's definitely I think a couple on here that I have, especially in the National League. I think only the National League actually I have a a couple on, but with me, I'm just going to go with Mike Trout. Trout's just been the guy lately. He's fun to watch. I mean, I think we're not only are we i think lucky to be alive at the time that trout was playing but i think just the fact that he was that he's doing it in our own backyard that we can turn on the tv every night and watch him play when their games are on or the fact that we can drive less than 10, about 10 minutes away and watch him play in person is pretty cool for us so you know i'm just going to you know go with trout on that one but uh notable ones definitely you know tim salmon I Enjoyed when Mo Vaughn was there a little bit. Darren Erstad, I always liked because uh, he just always had that wad of tobacco in his mouth. <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. going to be a lot of us here. Troy Percival is always a fan favorite. I mean, the Angels are our closest team, our local team. So obviously, growing up, that was the team we most of us watched. So there's be a lot of favorites on it. But what say you, Andy? Out of all of those Angels, because I, I know you, I, I know you talk about that. You don't dislike the Angels, you know. I know you. Dislike some teams that are the local teams, but you've always said that you don't actually have a problem with the Angels.
2: No, no, no. and I went to tons of Angels games as a kid, and yeah, of course, you know, loved all the teams. Um, so, I, so I have to go with my like first favorite player, which is when you were a kid, you didn't really care who was the best guy. Yeah, um, but this guy was still good, JT Snow. Oh yeah, great defensive first baseman.
1: I think he like I want to say he lived locally too, like in our our yeah, neck of the woods I, or I something. See it, yeah
0: um before we go on andy mentioned going to angel games uh <laughs> funny story where my grandma's like friend like they were like you know old people have like a you know a companion type of thing this was i don't know probably 10 years or so ago he called me up and was like i have a couple of tickets if you'd like to go and i was like andy you want to go uh <laughs> i was like well andy you drive you pay for parking and then i don't even know where the seats are but we'll go in <laughs> for free. <laughs> so we drive up and yeah, luckily, like you said, Tony, it's 10 minutes away. Go to will call, give the guy's name, give my name. And like, um, no, i sorry. We don't have any tickets here for, for that person's name. I'm <laughs> so not being able to go. And I called the guy and he's old. So I could get him on the, ho- uh, on the horn at the same time as we're there. But the next day, I think I spoke with him or my grandma. And she's like, Oh, I don't know what happened. Uh, Ways I don't no. even remember that. Oh, so, did this, yeah, Sean, did this actually happen? <laughs> it just... did happen. How so do you not day, remember that? Was that me? <laughs> yeah, it was you. I'm pretty sure it was in your black car, too. It had to have been. All right. I don't I think, actually remember that. Andy
1: and I, the only story I have with Andy about going to a game was when we rolled up with his Honda and got in for free with parking because he was driving a Honda. Who <laughs> the helpful Honda well, That was at <laughs> the Ducks. Yeah, that was the Ducks, though. But yeah, that was a funny time. All right, let's get on to the next team.
2: Uh, Oakland Athletics.
1: Okay, Sean, this could work for your guy. Mark McGuire? He was uh, on Oakland for a while. Yeah. Lonely Island had just done that little Bash Brothers thing. He was part of it, him and Canseco.
0: Oh, yeah, Jose Canseco. That was like
1: last year, but it's still funny.
0: Huh. What team was he on that was white and red?
1: We'll get there. We haven't named him yet. Oh, okay. But uh, with me, I'm gonna go. Uh, just a guy I remember watching in grade school and stuff, and was part of that uh, Moneyball team. But Eric Chavez, Eric yeah. Chavez, he he was almost the Angels' head coach uh, a couple years ago when they. Uh, but then they ended up going with Brad Ausmus, and then they left with Brad Ausmus just as quickly as they went with him.
2: <laughs> All right, for me, I had to go look it up. I, there's a lot of guys. I don't really have like a bunch of favorites for Oakland, but uh coco crisp
1: oh one of the better names in it's baseball cereal there
2: just- yeah mine cinnamon toast great, great great name and just guy who played a lot of years just is a really good defensive player and you know had to work his way to be passable at the plate but he did
0: yeah coco crisp huh
2: <clears throat> all right where are we uh seattle
0: mariners
1: oh this one was easy for me you had to go ken griffey jr
0: Oh, i mean but, that's yeah, ken griffey jr that's, oh, the, really? that's
1: the first kid I mean, to me like everybody's everyone i feel like if our generation had his poster in their room even if they weren't fans of seattle
0: i'd never had a baseball fo- poster well, i'm just saying like i mean okay but but yeah like, i know baseball fans. i think i read a book about him when, when i was a kid
1: everybody knew ken griffey jr he had the sweet swing all that but who's yours andy i think i kind of have a feeling who you might pick well, i was gonna go with Ichiro. oh that's a good one too that's definitely a notable one i thought you would maybe go randy johnson
2: yeah, I still identify him with Diamondbacks. In Arizona, but yeah, um, yeah he we'll definitely played more Seattle. Um, I have a thing about Ken Griffey. I saw it was a just like on Twitter, ESPN put up a like a video of there was a dunk contest among non NBA players. Oh like, yeah, NBA. I saw that. Yeah, and Mike Conley Senior was like amazing because he was a long jumper, and I had no idea that.
1: Yeah, he he had a really good dunk on there. Yeah. If I remember correctly.
2: But yeah, Griffey was on there and. And then it was all like the uh, guys who are on NFL Network now.
1: Yeah, that yeah, I know it was Deon Sanders and Deion Sanders. Sanders. That would honestly be really cool if they ever did that. Because <laughs> you forget yeah. how athletic a lot of these guys are.
2: Yeah, I don't know if uh, teams. Yeah, will yeah, or... I was just say, uh,
1: teams don't have as much fun with stuff like that like they used to. They just don't care as much anymore. They... Like
2: I'd love to see. Well, I mean, he's retired now. But I'd love to see Gronkowski dunk. I'm sure he can do it. What would yeah. it look like?
1: True. I feel like it would just be a two handed slam. Yeah, just break the like
2: whole body. Yeah.
1: All right. We got two more te- or two more teams in the AL West. And then that'll finish up the American League.
2: Yeah, the Texas Rangers.
1: So uh
0: nothing over here.
1: With the Texas Rangers, this is where I went, uh, with Alex Rodriguez. Just because I didn't want to put him with the Yankees. And I know he played for a while with Seattle too, but I felt like there was three teams I could have picked him for. And when I think of Texas, there's not really Anybody I really liked too much to like, you know, care to watch. And so I'm just going with Alex Rodriguez. I just remember as a kid when he signed that like 10 year or what, $252 million contract. and remember thinking like, holy shit, that is the biggest. And that's still when you don't even understand things. You just understand that some baseball players getting $250 million. (laughs) Yeah. And this was like 2000. What was that? Like 2002 or something when that happened? 2001. Yeah, he wasn't. With, uh,
2: yeah. Oh,
1: no! Was oh. he on that good Seattle team? He wasn't. Yeah. So Tom, it was 2001. Then when he that happened, yeah, summer or something like that, or fall, whenever it was. But anyway, yeah. Sorry. So who's yours? I'm going with another Rodriguez. Pudge. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's Pudge. Yeah. Pudge Rodriguez and Rafael Palmeiro Juan Gonzalez were definitely the three big hitters of that Rangers team in the in that era. Yeah. But uh, he
2: had a, a really good career. Yeah, the game won a World Series with the Marlins. Is he a Hall of
1: Famer? Or is he in the Hall of Fame, I should say?
2: Um, if he's not, he has to be soon. Yeah. When did he retire? I don't know.
1: He retired a while ago. Let's see, He played oh, with yeah. like, what, he the Phillies at the end of his
2: career. Inducted 2017. Okay. First ballot. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely yeah, he was one, one, of the better, one of the best
1: defensive on. catchers ever. Yeah. All right. One more team. And
2: that is the Houston Astros, who for most of our lifetime was not in the American League. So
1: That's true, actually. But, uh, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to name any current players on that tell team. You,
0: I don't think you could be allowed to.
1: <laughs> but uh, even if I did, it didn't matter. Because when I watched the Houston Astros, I remembered watching Craig Biggio, Jeff Bagwell, Ken Caminiti, like Moises Alou, Roy Oswalt, guys like that. But uh, I ended up going with Jeff Bagwell. I just All liked, right. you know, he always was like that powerful hitting first baseman when he would always kind of look like he was sitting on a chair when he was up there to bat. And he just had that like, kind of like gritty, mean look to him, like some guy that would be in Texas, even if he wasn't playing baseball, like just kind of looked like, you know, him and Caminiti, they just looked like they drove big, like Ford Chevy trucks around or something and just kick people's ass.
2: Yeah. I've got a BGO there. So we got, we got the yeah,
1: I mean, Biggio is definitely notable one. Three, he's part of the 3,000-hit club, right? Uh,
2: sounds right. Yeah, we'll just go with it. We'll, yeah.
1: <laughs> we'll wing it or see what happens. All right, so that's going to do it for the American League. So now we're going down to the National League. Where In the National League, I have like a handful of teams that I'm seeing from the naked eye right now where I picked like multiple people. I don't know what it is about the National League, but I like multiple people.
2: Yeah, well, this next team has a ton of guys, the Atlanta
0: Braves got to go, uh, Freddie Freeman.
1: Yeah. I went with Freddie as well, just cause he's went to my alma mater, local guy. But, uh, also with Freddie Freeman though, I went with, uh, I did, this was one of the ones I had too. I did Freddie Freeman and Chipper Jones. Yeah. Because, you have to uh, yeah, you, one of the best switch hitters ever. And he's, he was just always fun to watch. I mean, he's just that blue collar guy, hall of famer that everybody, uh, Enjoyed watching, so I definitely went with uh, Freddie Freeman and Chipper Jones on this one. Well, I'm going with Maddox. Ooh, that's a lot of good one.
2: places, but yeah, that's, that's what I remember. a really
1: popular team when we were growing up watching. I mean, they definitely did have a lot of players to watch. I mean, they had Maddox, you had Glavin. I mean, I honestly... Mean, Jones is one of those... Andrew, Andrew Jones, guys. definitely. I always remember John Rocker coming out of the bullpen looking like he'd just done like six lines of cocaine. I mean... Let's try not to remember John Rocker. <laughs> but... Also, Andy, to go back, Craig Vigio, 3,060 career hits. Uh, I thought it was something like really close. Yeah, I think he had just, I think he, well, I he. Mean, I think he got it the very last season of his career. Yeah. But uh, all righty. Who else in this beautiful division of the NL East? So the Washington Nationals, and I will include Expos okay. players Good. if you want. So I did two I did one for the Expos and one for Nationals. So my, yeah. uh, my Expos guy was Vladimir Guerrero. And for whatever reason, I wrote Vladimir Guerrero Jr. on my notes, which is not right. (laughs) It was definitely just Vladimir Guerrero. And uh, I mean, Vladimir Guerrero was one of the most exciting hitters. I mean, it's crazy to think that then when he came, I remember when he came to the Angels, I was so excited and he did win an MVP for the the Angels, but it was, it was fun to see him. But then for the Nationals, I just went with uh, Bryce Harper. I mean, Bryce Harper is the only one that I even remember being relevant for the Nationals. You know, I I can't even really name any Nationals players before Bryce Harper even got there in like 2010 or 11, whenever he got there. But so I'm just gonna go with Bryce Harper.
2: Who? There are guys. There's a guy who uh, won the World Series this year. They're like an original player.
1: Who? Zimmerman. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, But I'm going with uh, Strasburg. Okay. Yeah. Strasburg's a good one. Nice to see him. Like finally it this year and like after being pretty good and then up and down and oh, yeah. I, he was the best I, pitching prospect of all
1: time and, and when Stras when strasburg came up that first game his opening game i remember in the summer against the milwaukee brewers i remember being at my buddy's house and we had that on and we watched it and it was like holy shit this guy is more than advertised i mean i remember that thing was that fastball was moving his breaking ball was insane it was just like this kid's gonna be really exciting for a long time and you know he had his ups and downs, but it was good to see him get through injuries and bounce back and have a uh, good season this year. Yeah, and get paid. And get paid. Yeah, he had a got paid and got to stay in Washington. So good for him. I think a lot of us would have liked to see him come to LA, whether it have been the Angels or Dodgers, just because we know he's from this area. But oh well, he'll stay in Washington. Yeah. All right. All right. Next
0: up, the New York Mets.
1: Ooh. Can you name a Met, John?
0: Uh, not immediately. There was,
1: there was a net that was in one of the episodes that Elaine dated.
0: I know, and that's why it's like, I know um, from my Seinfeld knowledge, I probably.
2: Yeah, he solves uh, his gray hair with Just for Men, I believe. Yeah. yeah, he
0: has a really good mustache. Yeah. Uh, God damn it. I'm, because he has that internal uh, monologue. I'm, fuck, what's his name?
1: Do you want to tell you or do you want me? to guess it?
0: If, well, okay. if it's not... Hold on.
1: I'll give you this hint here. Wrecking Ball Keith Joe. Keith Mardukas. Okay. No. Hold on. What do you call Wrecking Ball Joe on your phone? What's his last name?
0: Oh, Ke- uh, Martinez.
1: No, what's... Hernandez. His, his his Keith Hernandez, name. right? His name? His name is. Yeah, Keith Hernandez. Boom. But... uh, I'm Keith Hernandez. Mine. Uh, <laughs> mine's going to have to be Mike Piazza. When I think the New York Mets during our time, I know he was big with the Dodgers too but when i think mike yeah. when i think mike piazza just when i was started watching a lot of baseball i just think of it more as with the mets you know i think of that 2001 world series or was that 2000 2000 world series the subway series you know and then the, his memorable home run after the world trade center incident when they first came back and he hit that big home run the you know it was just big moments like that and then also you have to remember Roger Clemens plunking him in the world series and then him throwing Part of the throwing the bat at him or something to the broken bat at him yeah. later on. It was definitely, uh, it was fun. Piazza was definitely one of those guys that looks like you'd see him in boots in like a country bar and getting in a fight after like 13 Bud Lights. What well, say you, Andy? <laughs>
2: I'm gonna go with a more recent guy, Jacob DeGrom. Okay, who uh, he's fun to watch when he, your team isn't facing him.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
2: But yeah, it's nice yeah. to see him just dominate some, you know, the Rockies or something, in some random game.
1: What do we got next?
2: The Phillies, who are kind of one of my uh, enemies. fanatics, yeah. huh? So, um, but I've, I've got a clear favorite, I think, just because he actually came and played for my team as well.
0: Yeah, I and thought we are uh, on the same guy then. Is it Chase, know, Utley? Chase Utley? Chase Utley, because he's in uh, Always Sunny. He has okay. a catch with Mac. Yeah. Is, is
1: that who yours was too, Andy? Yeah. All right, good. Well, that's for our the first. same
0: reasons, right, Andy. <laughs> yep.
1: I think that's one of our first ones that's uh the same, which is kind of crazy. We haven't had a lot of the same ones. We had that and Joey Bautista, but that's uh Jose Bautista, I mean, and that's about uh it so far, I feel like. It's kind of kind of crazy.
2: Yeah. Uh, the next team. Miami Marlins. I'm struggling on this one. Didn't have anyone for a long period of time.
1: So uh what I originally went with, so I'm gonna have two for this one, was uh because I thought back of like the only guy hitter I even thought of because this team ever since they won that World Series just hasn't been actually I guess they won the World Series twice, which is kind of crazy to think like in the last 30 years. But one of the guys was uh, that I just thought of was their you know Cliff Floyd, power hitting lefty. I always remember playing video games with him and stuff. But the guy that I really really did like was Jose Fernandez, who passed away in that boating accident a couple of years ago. And I remember actually genuinely being bummed out about that. Cause I remember cause he had so much potential. He was so good. He was fun to be like, he had the fun personality and stuff. And it's just crazy to think that, uh, you decide to make one mistake and do a bunch of, do some drugs and go on a boat and take it as fast as it can. And next thing you know, you hit a buoy and that's just it. That's how life goes.
2: Yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah.
1: it was, he was fun to watch. I just remember Andy, I don't know if you remember this, but, I remember he threw this pitch one time, the Dodger against the Dodgers, and it ended up being like a fifty-eight mile an hour, like some like screwy type pitch. And I remember it hit Andre Ethier, and it was just kind of like, well, if that's a pitch you're gonna get hit by, that's the one to get hit by. Yeah. Okay, like fifty eight miles an hour, took it off his leg and didn't even like like it like it was like he'd to a fly off. So what about
2: you? I had to go uh look up some guys here and um Ramirez.
1: Handler Ramirez, yeah. No Josh Beckett yeah. or anything. I mean, yeah,
2: enjoyed. I enjoyed that
1: run. That oh, yeah, I think we run. all enjoyed that beat the Yankees. Yeah, that was a big Cinderella story. You don't really see, like, those kind of big underdogs win as much in things anymore. Like, you think back to that 2002 Angels team. I mean, then it was the 2003 Marlins the, team. This year and was a wild card yeah, team. they Maybe yeah. the, one of the best teams ever. Yeah, I know you're right. And they were definitely big odds to – big underdogs to win it, like, in July or something or June. But – yeah, all right. So here we go. This will be an exciting division, I think, coming up. The NL Central. Yeah,
2: Milwaukee Brewers.
1: Who do uh, who do you have for them?
2: I'm gonna go with Prince Fielder.
1: Yeah, I'm uh gonna go with his uh, counterpart there, Ryan Braun, but also Whoa. just just <laughs> sorry, Andy. I just enjoyed watching Braun, and then just because uh, I uh, I always enjoyed. Watching him play because he would just slug home runs a little bit before Braun's time, but Richie Sexton. Yeah. He was there with like Jeremy Burnitz. I remember Jeremy Burnett's put on that fun uh, home run derby a few years ago. Uh, was that against uh, McGuire or, or Griffey when he, did he beat them or did he just put on a good show with them? You're talking late nineties. I don't have yeah.
2: that in my brain.
1: Uh, well, I think it was, it was one of those two, but anyway, I'm going Ryan Braun and Richie Sexton. All right.
2: Next up, Chicago Cubs.
1: All right, Sean, I think you can name a Chicago Cub.
0: Uh I think I can, but I've actually been to two or one Cubs game even. Uh I don't know.
1: Well, I'm gonna go with uh Sammy Sosa.
0: Oh, goddamn, Ooh. yeah. Him. Just because I I mean
1: that's just who I think of when I think of Chicago Cubs. I mean, I just still think of Sosa. I mean, yeah, there's the steroids, but I mean isn't that what made things fun? Exactly. What say you, Andy? You got more of a local guy, Greg Maddox again?
2: Uh Carrie Wood.
1: Carrie Wood's a good one. He has one of those one of the only one of the few people that has a 20 strikeout game.
2: Just a, a what if too? One of those. I mean, they had two of them at like the same oh, time. what there. if they stayed healthy? But
1: Mark, yeah, Mark Pryor would have if he would have had the career that I think he could have had, then he might have been my guy. But you know, it was it was between Sammy Sosa and Henry Rowan Gardner. (laughs) You know, the guy from uh, the rookie or whatever. Rookie of the year.
2: (laughs) I was like, I don't get it.
1: The guy, that's speaking of the wet bandits, he's the pitching coach in that.
2: (laughs) That's true. Yeah, definitely.
1: (laughs) He gets locked in between the hotel doors (laughs) and then in like the cage or whatever. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. Anyway, what else we got here in the NL Central? Uh, Cincinnati Reds. All right. I mean, since it's our. Our time, the Cincinnati Reds, I went with uh, Joey Votto. Uh, it's my pick. Yeah, the angry Canadian guy. I, I mean, Joey Votto is just a tremendous hitter. I mean, the, he's got one of the best eyes, if not the best eye in baseball. And he just is always putting up numbers. He's just fun, fun guy to watch play. And he's uh, made that team exciting. He's stayed with them. And, you know, he was on – they were, had a couple decent teams there when they had like Brandon Phillips and, you know, a couple other – exciting hitters in that lineup yeah. that i can't think of at the top of my head he's one you of the know. oldest guys in the sport yeah that's the other thing that's crazy is like how long he's actually been around like you don't even think about that but he's been around a while all righty we got Next a couple up, more pittsburgh pirates Ooh. so uh who's yours for the pirates jason kendall oh you know what's so funny is that's who uh you know what I'm gonna put Jason Kendall as part of mine with my other guy who played with Jason Kendall. So I'm going with Brian Giles. Because he has one of the best catches that I've ever seen in baseball history when he robbed that home run like over his shoulder. Like I don't even know how he did that. So anybody that hasn't seen it, just type in YouTube, Brian Giles, and it'll probably come up as like robbing home run or whatever. But it's it's a phenomenal catch. But the reason why I'm also going Jason Kendall, Andy, is because I actually have a baseball signed by Jason Kendall that says to Anthony, best wishes, Jason Kendall, because one of uh, my dad's cousins, this was years ago. She's like 20 years younger than my dad also, but she um, was uh, one of the bridesmaids in Jason Kendall's wedding to one of his, I don't know how many times he's been married, but to one of his wives, she was a bridesmaid in that wedding. So she was friends with uh, Jason Kendall, whoever he married in like the nineties, early 2000s. So,
0: Got cool. a, I was able to get an autographed ball from him. So, yeah, it was cool. I mean, that's floating around somewhere. It'd be quite yeah. interesting if she was a bridesmaid in two of his weddings. Oh, that's true. That would be definitely exciting. I'd like to be yeah, a groomsman was- twice in, the same wed-
1: in a, someone's wedding, but we'll see. I mean, He's I have a- potential. Yeah. I got my cards <laughs> in early. <laughs> All right. Last team in the
2: Central, St. Louis Cardinals.
1: So, I'm a... Uh, Does this team ring a bell at all, Sean? you have one for the Cardinals?
0: I mean, I know the name, but I don't know anyone on the team. Is it? Oh, this is going to be Mark McGuire, isn't it?
1: Look at that. 70 home runs in one season. (laughs) But uh, I'm going to go with uh, Albert Pujols and then Jim Edmonds because Jim Edmonds, you know, coming from around here. And then just, again, one of the better center fielders defensively. He had some great robbing home runs for the Cardinals. He had one of the best catches in MLB history when he was on the angels and he was a just a good slugger. And then of course you got to go Albert Pujols. I mean the numbers Pujols put up that he was on pace to put up if he would have continued the seasons he was doing in St. Louis are ridiculous. I mean, if that guy never got hurt and maybe if he never left St. Louis, I mean, it's kind of scary to think like what he maybe could have done, but I mean, obviously those are what ifs. A lot of people can say the same thing about if griffey never had some of those injured seasons, but had to go with Albert Pujols there and Jim Edmonds.
2: All right, I'm going with the, another guy from those teams, Scott Rowland. Oh, there you go. Those those teams were loaded. Yeah, they were, or something. Yeah, there's
1: a There's a reason they won so much. I mean, even Matheny could hit good. Then they had Molini. <laughs> <Malina. laughs> yeah, a Molini. Molina. Have some fun times there.
2: Another team I don't enjoy, especially their current incarnationally their last 15 years
1: yeah they, they are one of those teams that just once they get into the playoffs it's like they could have an awful season and then they get into the playoffs and it's all of a sudden they're winning all right we got the last division the nl west
2: Yep, last five teams first up los angeles
0: dodgers
1: okay well uh you have one sean can you think of a dodger
0: um the ginger guy justin turner yeah because he looks like the viking from game of thrones okay
1: that's a good reason, but I'm going to go with, uh, Sean green owned, okay. uh, some local batting cages around here for a while. He went to, believe uh, did he go to Tustin? Yes. So he's a local kid. And then also it's like, he put up some, I remember him on the blue Jays, like when they had Carlos Delgado and whatnot. And he was a fun power hitter. And I remember he got, to, he came to LA and he, if you look up his numbers, he had a handful of very good seasons in LA and LA is not a home run hitters park. And he put up a couple 40 home run seasons. And he, uh, is and one of those one of the few guys that has four home runs in one single game and uh so yeah I'm just going to go with I'm going with Sean Green on that one and uh one thing I remember about Sean Green also is he was Jewish so he would always take off like the yum compore days or whatever it was
0: yep oh, <laughs> It's from always Sunny. <laughs> you are jewish
1: we love our jewish fans just so yeah, sure.
0: Well, she goes on to say, like, I didn't mean it to sound bad.
1: All right, Andy, who's your daughter? This is your team.
2: Yeah, I've got a lot of them, but I have to go with Clayton do? Kershaw.
1: Clayton Kershaw. Just he's Despite, given
2: me yeah. the most entertainment of any of the players. Good and bad.
1: I, no, no, I'm talking about the good. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, it's The bad hasn't
2: been, been entertaining, no.
1: That's true, I guess. Wrong word, but definitely, yeah. like, the... Well, that's a... Uh, that's good. I mean, Kershaw, I'd like to see if how the bounce back will be. I mean, we'll get baseball a lot some of rest, point. A lot
2: of rest for yeah.
1: it. A lot of time to forget.
2: Alright. Next team, San Diego
1: Padres. Alrighty. So, with the Padres, with our time, I mean, Tony Gwynn was kind of at the end there, so I'm not going to say him, but honestly, the one guy I really enjoyed watching, it was from their team that uh, should have won the division, and then they just collapsed in August, but me and my buddies in high school, we always enjoyed watching him. It was uh Matt Latos. <laughs> Matt Latos just looked like an asshole up there. I think he's from like, is he from like Finland or something or I don't know <laughs> Sweden or something. But He just always looked like a dick up there and he had that like tattoo of like the barbed wire on his arm or whatever. And he was just a good pitcher. I mean that year that uh, the Padres really blew it late in August. I mean, and that was before they had the little wild card game. I mean, he was, he was an ace on that team. That was a, Fun little team that, you know, surprised a lot of people, but then uh, blew it late. All right. Well, I'm going with a
2: different ace from a different Padre playoff team or potential team. Jake Peavy. Oh,
1: yeah. It burns when I Peavy.
2: He was uh, fiery, I'll say.
1: Oh, yeah. He was just he like Leto's.
2: Very and much he, a, like, redneck, just very passionate. I believe
1: he won, like, the—I don't even know if they really do it, but, like, he won, like, the pitching Cy Young one. I mean, not Cy Young. I know he won the Cy Young, but— He won like the pitching triple crown one year, didn't he? Didn't he have the most like wins, strikeouts and like ERA in a season or something?
2: I don't know. That would would seem. I think he did. Reasonable. One year since he did that. In 2004, he won 15 games and had 227 ERA. I don't think that was a triple crown, but.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Maybe uh, uh, maybe 2007, 19 wins, 240 strikeouts.
1: I mean, did he win a the Cy Young he did right
2: I'm pretty sure let's see he won the Cy Young in 2007 yes
1: so that was probably the
2: and was triple crown yes
1: okay cool I'm glad you found all that for me mm-hmm. I'm still looking at <laughs> my 38 phone. yeah he was pitching still was just still pitching for the Giants
2: <laughs> yeah I don't remember that actually
1: yeah I I don't I, I remember that <laughs> Like I know bit. he bounced around and went to the White
2: Sox and everything but uh, yeah. I don't remember him playing for the Giants very recently
1: Yeah. All righty what else do we got uh, the the Giants. Barry Bonds, yeah, so. Barry Bonds. Also, that was that you liked. What? 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 This is your favorite player. You liked Barry Bonds? Yeah, I like Barry Bonds.
2: I oh, made he the shit out Barry, of
1: the ball. Baseball exciting. Like I always say. Like I always remember. You know, it's like people would run to the TV when this guy was up. And yeah, I get it. It was all steroids and stuff. But it's like still, it was exciting. <laughs> Maybe that's a
0: secret ingredient the league's missing well i'm going with tim linsicum
1: oh that's nice I, I used to get compared about- to him when i had my long hair so i have to respect yeah. this
2: you guys weigh the same you're both yeah in high school especially when he people. was yeah.
1: when he was in his prime and i was i'll say in my prime <laughs> <laughs> and i had like the long hair and was really skinny and like him it was like we would get that all the time but i think one of my not i say that like him and i would hang out but <laughs> like i was <would, laughs> i don't think he ever got He's it my but elder brother <laughs> But I, I, I would get it all the time. I mean, but uh, there was a – what is it? what was I going to say really quick? Oh, yeah, one of my uh, Tim Linscombe stories I enjoy hearing was when uh, he went to an opposing ballpark and the guy didn't know he was a player. He thought he was just like some kid or something. I love that. And it's like, I'm an all-star starting pitcher. Show me some goddamn respect.
2: Yeah, he had a really uh, short run, but –
1: There really two no-hitters, right?
2: Yeah, but I think one of them was when he was already bad.
1: Yeah, it was. It that way, yeah, <laughs> but it's it's um, – Though too with him because like he just I think what was unique about him was he had just such that weird windup and then he had the long hair and it was just kind of like holy shit
2: yeah and I like that when uh, when he was good the Giants were very bad offensively at least Mm -hmm. so those games against the Dodgers I'd watch and it's like okay we just got to get like two across the board and we'll shut them out well it's
1: funny you say that because I remember uh, in around that time so I think this was like 2009 or something like that. It was a a baseball game where it was Tim Linskum, it was versus Ubaldo Jimenez. And I remember that yeah. over under in that game was like five and a half runs. So I think it was in San Francisco, because there's no way it would have been like that in Colorado. And I remember just and I think there was another time too where it was Linsacum versus Kershaw and it was like five and a half runs. And I remember just being like, Holy shit. <laughs> like that would have been like Dodger Stadium probably. But no, you're right. It's it's like two runs would win those games, and sometimes even one. Yeah, he didn't he didn't make it that.
2: No, that yeah, long six, uh six last played for the Angels, 9 starts, 9 16 ERAs. So. Yeah,
1: he was I forgot he came to the Angels. Yeah, it was bad. What year was that? 2016. Yeah. So him and Jake Peavy pitched the same. Where does the time go? Where does it go? All right, two more. Let's knock these out.
2: Colorado Rockies, Brandon Barnes.
1: Okay, there we go. Let's so go I back. went with uh I went with Todd Helton. Yeah, that's who I remember watching. I mean, he was. I mean, obviously, I like Arenado a lot, but Todd Helton. I mean, it's just like when I think the Rockies, I just think of that era of Todd Helton, Larry Walker, and they were both just fun to watch. And Todd Helton was just such an all around good. When Todd
2: Helton lasted way after that whole era, too, he was there forever.
1: He was kind of young when he came in with Walker. Who's yours? Tulow Winsky, Yeah, he He was. He was great. He was. All right, the final team out in the desert. That's right.
2: Arizona Diamondbacks.
1: So I went, uh, we mentioned him a little bit earlier, but I went with the big unit. I had to go, Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson was so fun to watch. I mean, just six foot 10 or whatever he was, like, looked like seven foot four on the mound, left handed, threw it like 100 miles an hour. He's one of those 20 strikeout games. He's got a perfect game. He's with the first guy and only guy ever to blow up a bird. <laughs> maybe. All right. Bless you, Andy Two more.
2: <laughs> I tried to get off mic, but.
1: No, oh, you're good. <laughs> Sorry. You, go ahead. No, I was just saying that uh, he's one of the, uh, he's the only guy to, he's had a 20 strikeout game, a perfect game, and then he also blew up a bird.
0: Yeah. Oh, that, <laughs> that was record. the guy that did
1: it? Oh, yeah. Nice. You just kind of, it's just so crazy to think about that, like, <laughs> just fathom that happening. And of course, it would be in San Francisco where these fucking seagulls run free.
2: I'm going to see that's on right Wikipedia there. as like one of his career highlights. Let's see. I mean, everyone does not. That.
1: That. that should be on it that. Who was your guy, Andy. Before we get, Um,
2: he was going to be my guy, but I'm going to just highlight another guy, another Diamondbacks pitcher, Brandon
1: Webb. So it's so funny because I just watched something the other day of like famous baseball players that you probably forgot that that actually had good careers that you probably forgot about. And Brandon Webb was one of them. I didn't realize he won back-to-back Cy Young's. Was it back-to-back? I remember he was uh, great. uh, And it's like, I, I remember hearing that game and I was like, holy shit, I completely forgot about him. Like, it was just guys that have had better careers than you, like, can think. And it's like, his career was cut short, too. But it's like, injuries happen. And especially for pitchers. That's why it's so crazy. I didn't realize that. I heard it today that Nolan Ryan played, like, 27 seasons. Yeah. He was, like, 46. To be able to throw as hard as he did and be a pitcher and play that long, it's like, I mean, I'd like to see how that guy is today. Like, how is that arm today?
2: Yeah, Brent, Brent Webb ended quick. Basically, six straight years of good pitching made one start in 2009, never played again. That's crazy. That's – wow. Yeah. Well, uh,
1: I think that's uh, that's going to do it for our uh, MLB teams, I mean our MLB players. And I think uh, next week we're going <clears> to <throat> throw out our uh, NFL players per our favorite teams, which I feel like could have a lot of teams with like two players on it again because well, – so Offense and different. defense. Exactly. So – yeah. Uh, but we'll, yeah, we can do that. We could even do offense defense if we want. I mean, it'll probably be just mostly you and I, again, naming those ones.
2: There are no rules. This is informal.
1: Yeah, exactly. We'll just go how we want to go with it. But, uh, but yeah, that was, uh, probably gonna, I imagine wrap it up for our sports. I mean, like I said, we don't have, uh, any sports yet and we hope that we'll get sports back at some point. And, When we do, it'll more than likely be without fans. But, I mean, at this point, sports is sports. I mean, just seeing anything would be
0: nice. Yeah. And then hopefully it'll be before too long. But, yeah, I think that'll wrap up our sports pod, episode 166 of the Tony's Take Podcast. You've been listening to me, Sean, joined in studio with Tony Katz.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: Off site, off-road Andy. Yeah, see you all again someday. See you later.